Hey everybody, welcome to Tatva Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, the conduit on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. So, so, so excited for my guest today, uh, Kelly Kalodny, the angel Raphael. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Hi. So this is so exciting. I feel like you and I have been, you know, messaging back and forth for months. Um, I thought of you immediately when I got the download from Archangel Michael to do this podcast. Uh, the concept of the podcast is to interview different, you know, beings about their spiritual spiritual journeys, their conception of God, Goddess Source, and talk about their offerings. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited that you're here. So I want to tell the listeners or the viewers how I met you. And I don't know if you remember, because it was a long time ago. Yeah. I was at the Prancing Peacock Yoga Studio, and mm -hmm. you were doing a group channeling session. And I just was super drawn to your energy. And I ended up scheduling with you in your home. And I'm not sure, are you like in the same home as 2010? Yeah, I'm in the same home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have those doves? I no, I not the live doves. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So you have these live doves and you let me hold them. Oh. You came into the channel, right? You did your toning and you came into the channel and you told me I was the channel for Archangel Michael and talked to me about my relationship and uh my past life with Mary Magdalene and and all these things. I was it was very overwhelming at the time. <laughs> But uh -huh. now that I've come into my spiritual work uh, as a shamanic rose priestess, working closely with the Mary Magdalene energy, and of course, always working with Archangel Michael, uh, yeah, we're here. So that was like 12 that's years amazing. ago. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So let's, uh, why don't you tell, tell everyone about your spiritual journey? I know it's like, you know, a light subject. <laughs> yeah, very light subject. Um, well, I was always kind of open to things and felt things as a child and was pretty tapped in. People would come to the door and I'd say to my mom, oh, that person's getting divorced and there you have cancer or whatever. And she'd say, how do you know that? So I was already kind of had that sense and opening. But in 1989, I was a college student and um, my brother-in-law at the time who lived in Yardley, Pennsylvania, was doing a type of chiropractic work called Network. And I would come home during break on college uh, visits and lay on his table and he would do this work on me, very gentle touch. And um, it would work with the meninges in the spine very gently. And what I didn't realize at the time was it was opening a kundalini awakening, but I didn't know any of that. And my body would start to roll on the table, like in waves like this, uncontrollably. And my hands would go back like this. And I would start to sing like, oh, like that. Yeah. And it went on and on and on for hours. And I had no idea what was happening to me. Um, but what was interesting, it was happening also to my sister simultaneously while she was on a, a table in the same room. And so our bodies would almost sync up together like a wave. And I would go in one wave and she would. And we would both then sit up at the same time and lay down. It was almost like a dance. And what was happening was that the energy was coming in so strongly that it was kind of moving through both of our bodies simultaneously. 
And that went on for several months, not really knowing what that was, but surprisingly open to it and continuing to get these things, which were called clear outs at the time. And then uh, one day, uh, an energy just started coming through my sister and it went like it put its hands like this. And it was just like, so beautiful. That's what it would say over and over. And I was raised Catholic. And at the time, my mom was like, what is going on? Like, to oh, my yeah. sister, very concerned. And so um, the energy came in one Thanksgiving. It was so strong that one of my siblings almost like was pushed up against the wall from it, it was intense. And I graduated from school, moved in with my sister and she was what we know today channeling, but we didn't really know what channeling was. There was no Google, like we had to go to the library. There weren't really books on it. It was kind of a thing. And uh, we started to realize what was happening, but it wasn't controllable at the time. It would just come in and just be happening. And so we would record everything that Raphael was saying um, on these little old fashioned tape recorders. And um, it was so much fun. And I was just kind of a participant. And then one day my sister went literally out to the grocery store and the energy wanted to continue what it wanted to say. And it just came through my body and I started to channel. And that was the beginning of my journey. And so that was during the harmonic convergence. And not a lot of people back in 89 were channeling today. It's like everybody is channeling, but it was definitely not something you were doing and you weren't sharing it with people. That's for sure. Um, and so we asked the energy what its name was. And it said, I am the Archangel Raphael. We're like, that can't even be possible. Um, and we were so humbled that that could even be a possibility. And then we started to work with the energy. And um, in addition to that, some other beings came through over the years, many different ones. And I decided um, to just pretty much stay with Raphael's energy, at least in large groups and things, because it's such a high frequency and it's easy for me to manage. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I met you, your hair was dark, but you yeah. had like a streak. I know that's what you said that when you started channeling is when you got the, your hair, right? Started changing. No, no. What happened was when I was born, I was born with black hair, and but I was born with a white streak. Oh. Yeah. And my mom said, she said, that's a sign of a psychic. And I was like, really? That's weird. And I didn't really think much of it. And I just, I always had this little bit of white in my black hair. My hair was your color. And then I went through the dark night of the soul. And I got really, 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 really sick in 2017. And my life kind of just fell apart. And I hit sort of rock bottom because I was became very, very, very ill. And um, that was a really intense journey for me. And through that process, I had to step into my power um on many different levels and that included really just being completely authentic <clears throat> to who it was that I am and I had been dyeing my hair for years and I was like well that's not really authentic to who I am and not to mention it was toxic so I stopped and this is now the color of my hair <laughs> oh wow okay well if you want to talk about your dark night of the soul that's pretty um wow I didn't know that I did not know that um yeah, I'm just like any anything that you want to share about, you know, maybe your experiences channeling or like maybe even defining channeling because maybe some people listening don't even know what that means. Yeah, so 
I mean, when Raphael first came in and identified itself as Raphael, at least traditionally and religionally in religion, we think of Raphael as this male energy with a green dress that's like big wings and everything. And the first thing that Raphael says is, I have no gender. I am not a male or a female. I am a spiral of white light and a higher frequency that descends into form. And that I have come to this planet at this time to bring forth messages of love and unity. And there will be a time on your planet, uh, she told me this back in 1989, where things will begin to shift very rapidly and collapse. And during that time, my energy will become stronger and more and more people across the globe will begin to channel and there will be a shift in consciousness. And you'll know when that's really starting to happen, when water becomes either very scarce in certain areas and very abundant in terms of flood and others and we were like what are they talking about because in 1989 none of that made any sense so here we are and um and so Raphael is uh, although defined as Raphael we think of it that way and that's the archetype in the energy of healing it's really just an essence of being of of higher frequency that we need to identify or put a name to to make us feel more comfortable with it in on, on a lot of levels um, just like Archangel Michael's archetype is very protective and strong and powerful. And right now I'm working with the Kali energy, which is oh. like really intense, right? Really, really. Yes. I love Kali mom. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Now yeah. that's a energy that I would have shied away from back in the eighties and nineties. Um, or even She's before. She's a fierce feminine. What? Very fierce feminine very fierce feminine and i would have shied away from that even before my dark night of the soul but sometimes that's the energy that we need to like take it to the next to the next level yeah so that's what i'm working with right now is kali's energy that's why i have these crazy posters behind me that are so um dark and intense they're not my usual angelic stuff but um about that fierce love that love that loves everything and everyone no matter what that you can't hide from that's kind of up in your face and is like get up and get going kind of energy yeah yeah she's kind of I feel like her energy is you know the ego eradicator energy as well like cutting cutting away the ego working with shadow like so working the shadow work she's uh you know one of the uh, rose priestesses with the lineage that I work with the divine feminine so um yeah I think that that is amazing that you're working with her energy that's so great um yeah so are you like channeling some messages from her or you personally are doing some shadow work with her well, I received um, a download about a year and a half ago where Raphael came in and talked to me about these 33 codes of light that sort of wants me to be a facilitator or vessel to transmit to the world. And all of the codes are different, but they're awakening the light body and the template within. And um, as I go through them, they kind of reveal themselves as we go along. And the code that I'm teaching right now is uh, the personal power code. And we're working with Kali. And so yesterday I channeled in a way that I never have in my life because I had to almost, my eyes were open and, and the energy was Raphael's energy is sweet and tender and loving and soft. But Kali was like right up in everybody's 
face and like looking at them and no place to hide, very powerful. Um, and so this is, is new to me, but people are having profound breakthroughs because it, it, we don't really have time right now to be small. You know, we don't have time to be on uh, not our true self or unauthentic or the victim. All of those old energies have to fall away. Like you're not going to make it through these changes on the planet if you're still holding on to that stuff. So in any way that I can support facilitating people to like come into their power, um, I just think it's really important. And I know I had to go through it myself so I can relate if they're not in their power or how they're feeling. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about your own experience with the, with your dark night of the soul? Sure. I mean, I just got really, really sick. Um, I had a physically sick. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know that I was going to make it. I was so sick. I just couldn't, I couldn't function. I couldn't move. Um, They said it was Crohn's disease, but then it wasn't. And it was like, you know, the classic chronic autoimmune stuff that the doctors have no clue about. I tried every alternative thing known to man. I just wasn't really having any, any luck. And I was in pretty bad shape. And what I got in touch with was, yeah, there was obviously physical stuff going on. I had had Lyme and all kinds of things that I had to address, but I really wasn't looking at the emotional part. Um, and when I started to really step back and look at it, I realized that I had given my power away to a couple people in my life um, in that I become, and it was very unconscious And I realized that I had to come back into and reclaim my power and come into my own and be my own person and sort of separate those very entangled relationships um, that with people that I loved very much, but I had lost myself, completely lost myself in in their shadow, actually. I was in their shadow and feeling unworthy and less than and unimportant and invisible. And um, it took a lot of work. And I would, I would literally say to myself, I am powerful. I am powerful. And one night a Jaguar came energetically to my room. Yeah. Yeah. Sat on the foot of my bed and just looked at me and it was sort of like, you know, stop. You're not a victim in this. You need to look at your part and wake wake up and kind of get off your butt kind of energy i just got chills because the jaguar is the protector and overseer of the middle world depend in shamanism so dependent i just got chills yeah dependent on you know the lineage or the culture of the shamanic um you know systems but i learned in the like south american peruvian the jaguar is the is the overseer of that middle middle world realm which is like so you have the lower world right and then you have the middle and then the upper world so the middle middle world is like the here and now and our human and our humanity and all this so that's so powerful that the jaguar visited you i think yeah really what did the jaguar wake you up he woke me up and I started drawing and painting him and connecting with him. And he stood, he kind of walked with me on my journey to go back into my power. Cause I had always lived up here in the etheric realm with yes. the angels and like 
So, oh, Kelly's so sweet and all that. <laughs> I was missing that like anchored, grounded, powerful, rooted, primordial piece. Yeah. And so I had diminished that or somehow that was dark or not part of, I was like, oh, I'm like a fairy, but that wasn't healthy. And I had to integrate both parts. And so the Jaguar was the first part of that. And then my hair, which was black, like the Jaguar, went through the transition and then Sekhmet came and I started oh. to work Sekhmet's energy and she yeah. would knock you on your ass, right? And then my hair turned white and I transformed into the white lion. So I think of myself as a white lion now. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I love the Egyptian energies as well, um, you know, um, that's so powerful. And I love the lion um, energy. That's, it's all so powerful. Um, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so um, <laughs> not shying away from the shadow, facing it is kind of the energy I'm in right loving now. Loving it. Loving yeah. it too. Not, st not stuffing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Not repressing it you know, not pushing it down. And I think that was a huge part of my illness that was sitting in the solar plexus was not being in my power, but also pushing so much repressed stuff that needed to be said that I didn't want to say mm -hmm. into the bowels. And, I, you know, a lot of people who are dealing with digestive issues, they're just not digesting life. And it's a pushing down, pushing down until it starts to turn into something. So it's interesting. I definitely think that mind, body, spirit connection is so strong. And um, so then what happened once you started to really empower yourself and like clear that solar plexus is you started to heal? Not only did I he not, I healed physically and I'm so much stronger and healthier now. And I get up at five and I work all day and I'm like in love with life, but my business went from, yeah, sharing what the work that I do with a couple hundred people to hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And it, it went like, went from here to here. And it was I because I was again. Yeah. Cause I was in my power and I had a gift to share and I share it. And now I get in the morning on calls and you know, we can have sometimes 800 people on certain calls or a thousand. And my Instagram went from 300 people to 30,000 people. So it, it, there was a direct correlation from clearing the shadow, releasing old stuff and opening up then to my purpose. And I think that's an important message for other people too, to realize like that are on the spiritual path and want to align with their divine purpose and want to share things in there. It's not quite going yet. Don't give up. Like sometimes there's just more pieces that need to be healed first. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Um, I don't, I'm sure, I don't know if you've seen or listen to any of the other episodes, but I was, you know, hustling and grinding in the matrix, as I call it, corporate world. Um, and then I finished, I was at the end of my shamanic rose priestess mentorship, like two years of work of self work. And wow. uh, I lost my job in November and I haven't been able to get back into the matrix. And I've been trying to embrace my own spiritual gifts and offerings. So that is a great thing for me to hear because I'm ready you know to go back into the matrix and and do what I need to do and you know it's yeah it that that was something that I definitely think I needed to hear today so thank you for saying that. yeah you don't have to you can 
it will happen and you can trust in it. Um, and it's not easy to take that leap of faith. It's a, a big, and that's that Kali energy that forces us to kind of take some risks and really trust in ourselves. And it can be rocky along the way. And that doesn't mean that you, people don't build a bridge, you know, like if you're trying to do something in the meantime, you have to pay your bills or they have some reality, but just keep that eye focused on your dreams and keep going there. Yeah. So yeah. what kind of, like you said, you work all day. So like, what are your days like and what are the different offerings that you have? I mean, I know like years ago I came to your home and you did a private channeling session with me. I know I also experienced you in a group setting at Prancing Peacock Yoga Studio. So like what types of offerings do you have now? Well, everything with COVID shifted, you know, oh. and it's it's like everything's on Zoom now. I know. Um, Here we are. So I'm, I'm going to get back to doing live events. I don't do personal readings anymore. I just don't have the time. But my day looks like I get up, believe it or not, fourth between four and five and I meditate. And I have a pretty strict routine for my body um, and getting like centered. And then I teach every morning. People ha are in an IM membership and we do codes. Um, and the one we're in now is a personal power before that, um, we were working with the creation code and Sophia before that we were working with the self-love and the divine mother before that we were working with the DNA activation or the soul contract with the council of light, the star seed energy. So there's 33 to cover and we've done 11 so far. So these people are on this journey with me and people can pop in and out whenever they, they wish. Um, and it's a really powerful work, but it, it requires a willingness to, to really engage in it and to open up and it will, it'll shift things. Uh, people have had physical miracles, a lot of abundance flowing in, um, shaking up of things that they weren't ready to let go of, that they've been kind of forced to. So sometimes in the surface, that doesn't look so great, but in the end, it's a blessing. So yeah, that's what we're doing. We're, we're awakening the light body. And uh, that's amazing. And thank you for, you know, your service on the planet. And um, so you mentioned Sophia and codes. So I don't know if you've ever heard, have you heard of the book, The Sophia Code? Yes, I have. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Have you gone through it? Um, I read that a very long time wow. ago. Yeah. And it's and interesting that there's some similarity there. It's yeah. like, this whole universal information, right? That's coming in. It's all the same thing. It's the the beings in the higher dimensions are just trying to communicate the same thing through all of us in different ways where so certain audiences can hear it. But um, yeah, no, that's a beautiful work. I love the transmissions in that book. Really great. Yeah. When you said DNA yeah. activation, that's sort of like what I started thinking of. And I when I did the, when I read it the first time, I, it completely up-leveled me and called in some of my karma. And it was honestly a rough time because it was like, do you really want to upgrade yourself and, and, and become this empowered feminine? And so that was, uh, yeah. I mean, I think when we call in Ascension, like we're calling in some of our karma and it's like, we have to clear that karma at least that's what I think I don't know what you think or receive yeah no I, well I mean we're bringing we're bringing stuff up that's stored and repressed on any level right karmic and and it has to be cleared 
we can't we can't heal until we clear it yeah <laughs> to go through it a lot of people like to bypass it you know they they think that the spiritual path is like oh i'm up here meditating but no oh. <laughs> it's really it's, not <laughs> no it's it's both yeah it's a lot of like you know looking at self and work like you said and i feel like i've had like multiple dark nights of the souls and for me, I feel like spirit also like knocks me on my butt with illness. Like, oh, know, okay, I'm, yeah, I went to Costa Rica when I was mm, 27. I wanted to move there and I went there and I got dengue fever there. I literally was like ready to die there in the jungle. Wow. And yeah, I ended up coming back to the States after that and rebuilding my life. And so, yeah, for me, I feel like spirit has to slows me down through some type of illness as well. How long were you sick for? I mean, I've been sick kind of my whole life um, since the age of six on and off. But those two period, that period that was so bad was about two and a half years. Wow. And were you, I'm sure you weren't doing any work at that time. No, I shut everything down people well, were yeah. contacting me and I was like, no, I had, well, I had nothing to give. I mean, I, I ended up going to an Ayurvedic place to do Panchakarma um, in Iowa of all places. And I was so sick that I couldn't get on the plane by myself. Casey, my son had to escort me there. So yeah, really sick. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad that you have healed and you're back you. and doing all this work and embracing the fierce feminine energy as well like I, I love that so much I'm like did you like I'm curious like do you have conversations with Angel Raphael like or is it like and how does it come through does it do you hear it or is it like your own voice like I'm just curious how it translates for you I feel like it can translate differently for different people yeah, what's interesting is it's changed over the years a lot. When I first started to channel, um, I was completely unconscious and I would tone and sing. My hands would move and I'd rock and the energy would come in. And and, and Raphael would talk very quickly and almost in a poetic way. Yeah. Um, beautiful messages. Mm -hmm. And then it would be finished. And I would come out of it and I would say, um, what did, what did Raphael say? I had no idea. Yeah. I remember totally unconscious. Okay. And then, um, I would continue, I continue channeling some in the same way, except for it became more like a dream. You know, when you wake up from a dream and you remember some of the dream, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. And now I would say I'm much more of a conscious channel, meaning, I'm pretty aware of everything that's coming through. Um, but for me, it's just sort of about getting out of the way and allowing the spirit to flow through and to share what it needs to share. But now I can be more conscious with it. And I think that the reason it's more in alignment with my awareness and my consciousness and I'm more awake is, and I don't want this in any way to sound egotistical. So I'm trying to make sure it's not, but I think my vibration now has matched the vibration of the energy I'm working with. So I'm conscious of what's coming in. Um, so 
it it's just a stream of of higher consciousness and downloads and light and healing that it's just like a willingness to surrender to it and it's accessible to everybody yeah yeah and so that and and i don't think you sound egotistical to me that's sounds completely logical as far as raising your vibration to what you're channeling and when you say you know other people can access it like what are the things that you do be, to to stay a clear channel so i don't i'm sure you saw but i refer to myself the message came through from spirit a couple of years ago i was actually in an abusive relationship and my voice was silenced and i felt closed down and I mean, I feel like I'm primarily working with Archangel Michael. And so the message was to call this the conduit, which is, you know, a conduit, a channel. And so I'm curious the things maybe you do or that you can suggest to people to be clearer, clearer, clear conduits. <laughs> well, I mean, Raphael at the time said, if you want me to come through, you need to really clean up your diet. So that was number one. Um, you, you have to be in, in the highest personal vibration you can to match it. So all the things that we normally would think of, right. We need to meditate, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's not like you, you can't like get around this stuff. You got to do the work. You have to, um, eat as really clean and pure as you can, um, move your body, um, be in nature, connect with nature, ground into the earth, and um do the shadow work yeah and so when you say clean up your diet what is your what are your thoughts on like does that mean like being like a vegan or does that mean what like the clean like eating clean and that works for your physical i call these the meat sacks like <laughs> what works for my meat sack might be different than your meat sack so exactly that specific diet that Raphael, or is it meat sack? Why am I like, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of energy. Is it meat sack specific? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Raphael will say if the more sunlight that's hitting it, the better. Yeah. The less light that's hitting it, the worse. So if the sun hit it and you were able to pick it in your yard, number one, obviously, that's the thing you want to be eating that's local, that's organic, that's fresh. And every time it gets more and more and more and more removed from that with more and more and more packaging, the more packaging it has and the more removed it is from source, then source can align with its frequency. Mm -hmm. Because you're you're connecting with high source energy that has to meet matter because the spirit is merging with the form that you're in that lower dense energy. And if that energy is vibrating at a frequency that's so foreign to it, then you can't channel because you can't match with it. So the the higher frequency food you can eat whatever that means for you and and for some people that might be plant-based and for others it might mean okay i'm gonna have some fish and chicken and eggs or whatever but and everybody's different and so i'm not to say what one or sh one should not do around that but definitely processed food of any oh, yeah. kind all that stuff 100 percent out because the denser you are, whether it's your shadow emotional stuff or it's your physical stuff or it's your 
spiritual relationships, then uh, the energy that you want, the conduit, you, you can't be a conduit to match the frequency you want to bring in. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause I've, sure. I've had, you know, conversations with other people and I've always thought of it as well. So to me, everything you said feels in resonance, you know, that makes sense to me. And um, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I know you also said like, you know, you started in 89 and now everyone's channeling. Do you, have, <laughs> um, do you have a comment on that? And then also like, how are we, how can we be sure that people are channeling high frequency? Well, that's where discernment comes in. And I think that <laughs> discernment is going to be so valuable. It's always been a valuable thing. But so much is changing in our world so rapidly. And it's so hard, even in the last maybe three to five years, to know what's true and what's not true, right? In terms of information coming from the media or politics. And hard to know now as we move into AI and AI starts to uh, create videos, pictures, write things, not knowing who, where the source is, where that's coming from, that discernment will be so key because we will have to discern based on opening our heart and attuning to the frequency and the vibration of someone, not so much the outside appearance. So that old saying like, look, in, it's not what they look like on the outside, it's the inside, it's really going to matter because you're going to have to be able to read people's vibration. Um, and almost disregard the outside stuff in order to discern what's what's real and, and what isn't real. So when people say they're channeling, obviously when they're telling you what to do, that's a red flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they're... Um, I never tell... I'm, yeah. If they're predicting what's going to happen um, in a very strong way and they're like, you're definitely something red flag because you have yeah. free will free will Choose. yes the first lesson i ever learned you too free will if you get to pick your own timeline mm -hmm. <laughs> um and if it's not if it's comparing or putting down other things or saying my way is the only way and if it's oh. not in alignment with love um all those things red flags they're clearly not channeling a high frequency then i have to agree with you because those are yeah. things that, um, you know, I, you know, when I started sitting with the energy, because you really were so pivotal on my spiritual journey, um, your suggestions, like I took them and I, you know, I bought books about Mary Magdalene and I read about her and, you know, um, also Archangel Michael, like as soon as you came in and I think this was the time where you were unconscious during channeling. And okay. you know, yeah, yeah, you said that, you know, these are the things that I needed to do. And the being that's working with me is like Archangel Michael. And I just was like, ah, like it's so much. <laughs> and it's been such a journey ever since. And those are the lessons when I, you know, you told me what I needed to do to connect to the energy. Um, that was the first thing that came was, okay, free will, like free will and integrity and honesty and truth. And I just got chilled again. And uh, yeah, so um I'd have to say, yeah, because I do see a lot of, I'm channeling, I'm channeling, I'm a psychic and I'm this. And 
I think that we're all really powerful. Like we all have the ability, but yeah, like we have to keep our ourselves clear and our everything clear. And so, yeah, I'm just grateful that you shared that as well. Yeah. And also what's the agenda behind it? Yeah. You know, that's part of the discernment, whether in anything, do they have an agenda? What What's the agenda? Yeah. I feel <laughs> and like- is it pure, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, why are we doing the things that we do? And I, you know, I shared a little that I was in, in a pretty abusive relationship. And so I felt silence, like my voice was silence. My throat chakra was closed down. And, you know, when I was meditating, I received like, you should do a podcast and interview these people that you've met along your journey to share like God's light, pretty much. Like, how do we like connect with God and source? And I don't even have an agenda. I don't, I'm still doing it. And it's like, I'm don't even have like a full-time job. I'm, I'm literally, you know, just doing this. I don't even know why, but it like feels aligned with what I should be doing. You That's know, so beautiful. I'm so glad. Is it, or is it crazy? Cause it's like, yeah. I don't have advertisements or any of that stuff. I'm just doing it. <laughs> That's so great. Good and for I, you. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like, uh, talking about this stuff really like just elevates me and I hope it elevates other people that listen and watch it as well. Cause I feel like my primary purpose on this planet is to help with Ascension. So, and yours too. So here we are. Here we are. It's amazing. Yeah. We're all, all of us are doing it. And, and even when, um, somebody is channeling and it's not of the highest frequency, it may be a match for somebody somewhere. You know, like yeah. we're all on our own journey and I don't usually even judge it. I just, or the other thing is you usually won't even tune into it because it's just not in your field, you know, mm-hmm. but um, everybody has the capacity to channel. It's basically just connecting to the I am that I am presence and, and opening it up and allowing it to come in. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Um, so I know we have a little bit of time left. Uh, okay. Do you, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Like, you know, of course, as yourself, like about your journey or anything, maybe any client experiences. I know I read the book, The Healing Consciousness, and I know that you were a part of that book and that book really moved me and shifted me. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that or anything. (laughs) Gosh, that was Dr. Beth Dupree. So she's a breast cancer surgeon. Yeah. And uh, my mother went to her because um, she had colon cancer and she was recommended at the time. And uh, Beth did surgery on her. And then my dad mentioned that I channeled and somehow we ended up meeting. And my mom always said she had to get colon cancer so that Beth and I could meet. <laughs> yeah. And um, anyway, Beth's a powerhouse and really powerful breast cancer surgeon advocate for women all over the world. And she would come to my house and I would channel. And during the period that I was channeling for her, I was also channeling the Divine Mother. And Mary talked a lot at that time about um, the contamination in uh in our ability to love and nurture ourselves um, and how that then gets 
hooked up into the breast and the clogging of the ducts and the cancer and and its relationship also to mother gaia and our how toxic she is and how much we have damaged her and like the interrelationship between all that was really fascinating so that i think some of those passages um are in best book mm-hmm. but yeah i guess if i was gonna leave with anything in general is that a lot of people are feeling um hopeless like I mean to be all honest that the world's falling apart you know we're in a really difficult time yeah but I want to remind everybody that at the same time people all over the globe and I see this every day are waking up um spiritually are opening their hearts our integrity our are sharing their gifts or remembering how to connect to the gods and the goddesses and the higher beings and the angels and um, are doing the work and that we get to choose the timeline of the unfolding of this planet together collectively and we get to choose love or we're going to choose fear and uh, spiral into something where the it'll explode and you know, we'll move on to something else, right? We get to make a choice. So I guess I would want to leave people with a sense of hope that they are, they are that butterfly flapping in the wings that it's wings that is affecting that iceberg, like it's all connected and that everybody's consciousness and everybody's effort and willingness to keep choosing love will create a higher timeline. And that's what we're all working toward together but we need each other. We all have to do it. I think that's really beautiful and also really real because of the whole aspect of free will. Um, I was going to ask you, like, if you've received, um, you know, any, any downloads about AI and all this, because that kind of it, like, I was actually working in like telematics, like, you know, the Uh, navigation management systems before I got kicked out of the matrix and I saw some of the AI technology and I'm just like what are the what is happening (laughs) I don't know if you want to comment on that or if there's another thing that you've already you know put out there about about it I haven't put much out there about it um and It's a really important, I guess I'll say this, it's super important, especially for the children um, to disengage and unplug them as much as possible from their iPads, their phones, their computers, and get them in nature so that energetically there's not a whole species of us that just moves into a a completely different reality that's just plugged into an information system that is uh, programming us that we have to return to nature and to mother earth again and to community and to communicating with each other and touching each other and being real and being together. And I think that eventually as things unfold, there'll be some fractions in the sense that a lot of communities will kind of come up where people will gather in ceremony and spirit in 
farming and um, schooling in different ways where we kind of go back to our indigenous roots a bit and at the same time embrace our technology and our advancements to heal the earth, but we'll be conscious and aware. And then I think there will be other pockets that will really go down that rabbit hole and get so lost in it that they won't even realize that they're in it, which is like being in the matrix. And we're at this critical juncture right now on timelines. Um, and, you know, a lot of the energies that come through talk about the splitting of the earth and the new earth being born. And I never like to talk about like good and evil, or there's something bad out there trying to do something to us because it's all part of us. Ultimately, we're all one thing like when you step back from all of it, but it just keeps coming back to, am I choosing love or am I choosing fear? Am I choosing love or am I choosing fear? And what are my, what are other people's agendas and what is my agenda? And is it based in greed or is it based in service? Um, I think that that's another piece that's huge and, and uh, really connecting back to the earth so that, we can pick this timeline um, where we kind of pull out of this thing, but we're in the middle of the collapse right now. We're watching yeah. the dismantling. We're I right feel in. that. <laughs> I yeah. feel that. I feel like, I feel like sometimes like my body is like synced up with the earth and I'm feeling things before they happen. And um, I resonate with what you said as well. Like that feels like like aligned with what I've seen and what's happening. And um, I'm also kind of curious about like, I don't know, I'm sure maybe you've already channeled about COVID and what all that was happening. And um, I don't know if you wanted to yeah. visit that. I, mean, I, I usually don't touch that. It's so controversial about the yeah. vaccine, all that stuff. Um, so again, it's about discerning vibration, mm -hmm. discerning yeah. agendas. Discern. I get it because I normally don't come in and bring it up either. So I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Everybody has to make their own decision, their own choice. They have to look at what feels right energetically um, and kind of step back. And a lot of times when we're in something, especially in a crisis, we can easily get caught up in the hoopla of the crisis. And then when the crisis is over and we kind of pull back and we take a broader perspective, we're like, oh, Hmm, interesting, right? So it's probably a lesson in that to remember as more crises and they will keep coming, <laughs> um, not to go down the rabbit hole in it, but to try to pull back and look at it from a bigger perspective and just uh, just try to sense the frequency around it and not get caught in the fear so, so much. And I'm not saying that COVID, COVID was a real thing and a lot of oh. people died and it was oh, yeah. and yeah. just heartbreaking on so many levels. So I don't want to, you know, be misinterpreted in any way around all of that. And I think it also brought a lot of positive things and forced people to disconnect and reflect and a lot of great things. Right. So mm -hmm. everything has its purpose, but um yeah, I, we've got, I was been obsessed with Turkey for the last three weeks. If you talk to all the people in my class, they, they would, they'll 
verify that and then this earthquake happened and it's like sometimes you wonder is something about to unfold and you're picking up on the frequency does that mean that the timeline is already in place you know and and it's so set in motion in the collective that it's going to happen can we reverse those things and how can we reverse them um all of that it's really fascinating it is super fascinating i think in general like this collective timeline it's like a really intense timeline I feel yeah. like you know what I mean I mean I was born in 88 and I'm like what is gonna happen like going forward and then also like I wonder and I don't know like all these like questions are coming up and I we, we have like nine more minutes but okay. like do you think that like we've as souls like we've been here before and we're just like going going through it again as a collective group or like what is your concept of that or like definitely. what have you received about that I don't know where that's oh, coming from definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> I can say for sure I believe that yeah yeah no we have been here we signed up if you're here on earth right now during this time you uh or any any time you signed up for it so don't kid yourself and you have a mission and a purpose and something to do to add to it and we have a chance just like we've had in other civilizations um to choose to choose love and sometimes we choose the greed and we fall <laughs> yeah um so and uh, and then we do it again and we're gonna have to keep doing it till we get it right <laughs> yeah. And then what? Then what happens when we get it right? <laughs> I don't know. You know, we're just play, it, we're playing with matter and form and, and we are creation itself playing with our own creation. And at some point, you know, we'll wake up to that knowing and then the 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 game shifts into we move into a, a different field, a different vibration. And so the forgetting is so strong. It's so deep. It's so old that we're walking around, you know, unconscious basically. And that's why people say, Oh, that person's awake. They awaken to the fact of their own divinity. And so we need a certain amount of people on the planet to do that. And that will come in different forms. Some will come from the work I do. Some will come from sitting in a monastery chanting as a monk. Some will come from sitting in a mosque. Some of it will come from being in church on Sunday. You know, it's like, there's no perfect, there's no one way to get there. It's this awakening to love and it's happening around the globe in different cultures and in different ways um, and some people it will be completely disconnecting from any sort of thing like that and just being in nature. And that's probably yeah. the way, right? Yeah. But um, we, we've got to get there. We got to get there. Well, thank you so, so much, like for your time and energy and just presence and your light and your messages. Um, my um, if if people want to join, um, you know, what you're offering, your codes, or if people want to just follow you, I know you're on Instagram. So if you want to yeah. talk about how people can kind of connect with you. Sure, they can connect with me on Instagram. It's Kelly 
underscore the angel Raphael. They can go to my website, theangelraphael.com. And um, yeah, they can pop in on a free call every Sunday at two o'clock and get a taste of me channeling, tune into Raphael's vibration, sense the love and, um, and then discern if that vibration is a match for them or not. And if they want to work with me, then they can do that. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so, so much. I know that you kind of said your your other thoughts before, but is there anything else that you want to share before we close? No, I always end everything with love, love, love. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love, love. I love, 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 love it. So love it. Um, thank you so much to the listeners or viewers, however you're you know consuming the information today. Um, I thought that this was a really fascinating and uplifting conversation. So thank you so much to Kelly and I will check you guys out later. All right. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right.